But I think the bottom line is we have to keep building. If we've been called to something, then we have to keep building no matter what it looks like and have faith that if he called you to it, he will see you through it. Welcome to Building Unapologetically, the podcast where we dive into the raw journey of personal growth, business building, and faith-infused strategies. I'm your host, Jordan Guyton, and I'm here to share my unfiltered highs, lows, and the lessons I've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and empowered to build your dreams unapologetically. Okay, I cannot believe we are really doing this, but we are doing this. Welcome to the very first episode of Building Unapologetically. I am excited to tell my story. I've been thinking about doing this for a really long time, and I wanted to do it when it felt right and when I felt confirmation that I had the space and energy to just try something new. So we're doing this. I'm committing to 60 days of podcasting, meaning I'm going to be recording weekly episodes. Hopefully I'll be able to batch some of them, but I want to try this out. I want to see how this feels on me. I want to gut check. I want to make sure it is helpful for you and you're taking something out of it. But I'm just really excited to get creative with something new and hopefully bring some value to your life. So if you don't know, Building Unapologetically is a podcast where we dive into just the raw and real journey of my personal growth, building my business, really leaning into my faith, and just what I've done over these past few years to build a multi-six-figure business that I love, that helps people, that serves them, that allows them to show up on social unapologetically. It's my thing, and I hope that me sharing the things that I've done, the lessons that I've learned are really going to be super duper helpful for you. So yeah, let's get into my story. I want to take you back not all the way back to birth well maybe I'll do a little birth but more so about my business story and kind of how this whole thing was birthed but just to give you a little bit of background about who I am I was born and raised in Honolulu Hawaii so I am an ocean sea girl I started my life in Hawaii grew up by the beach with my mom and I didn't really know anything but that like I didn't know about the states I didn't know there was a whole world outside of Hawaii and over time I've moved quite a bit being part of a military family. And in my adult life, I ended up deciding to go to college in Oklahoma, very random, boomer sooner. We were stationed there at the time, so I ended up going to college and getting my degree in broadcast and mass communication. And so I've always been immersed in this storytelling, content, production. Like I've always been in this. It's nothing new to me. I think I just have gone through a process of evolution over the years. And I'm sure that you have too. I'm sure that you are a different person than you were in high school or in college. Though you are different, there's probably something that is this thread through your life and something that you feel like you've been called to do and called to serve. And I've always felt called to tell stories and help people tell their stories. And so I went to college in Oklahoma. The summer before I graduated, I had an internship. Y'all 
know, like internships are the thing. When you get a summer internship and it's paid, honey, what? Nobody could tell me anything, nobody. And on top of that, my internship was for my dream TV show. Y'all are gonna laugh when I say this, but my dream show was The Maury Show. Yes, you are not the father. I would sneak and watch this show as a teenager because obviously it was not suitable for a teenager, but it was really entertaining. And I saw a commercial saying that we were looking for interns. Hey, we're at the Maury Show. And if you want to be an intern, call this number or go to this website. So I did. And I got it. I remember getting that internship and driving from Oklahoma to Stamford, Connecticut. They were recording outside of New York because I wanted this job so bad. And so I interned that summer. I was answering the phones. I was listening to all the baby mama drama. We were like the filter before it got to the producer. So we would take their name. We would get a little gist of their story and why they were coming into the show. We would get their phone number and we would add it to these sheets and they were called cart sheets. And there would be several stories on the sheets. And these sheets are what the producers would use to call people back and see if they wanted to be on the show and learn more about their story. So I was a summer intern. I had a great time that summer. I met some great people, but I was like, I really like this. I like the storytelling. I like the hustle and bustle of production. This is fire. And so when I was getting ready to graduate my senior year of college, I had gotten an email saying that they were hiring for first year for production assistance. And I was like, I have to get this job. Guys, it was my dream job to work at the Maury Show. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's a real thing. I put in my resume, let them know that I was an intern and they ended up calling me back a week later. And I was on the phone with HR and they were like, they want to do an interview with you. And I was like, great. I don't even think Zoom was a thing at the time. So I'm not sure. I think it was probably, I thought it was going to be a phone interview. And they were like, so what day can you be in Stanford? And I was like, be where in Connecticut? I'm back in Oklahoma, sis. You want me to come? Okay. And y'all held it together. I was like, oh yeah, I can be there next week. Don't you know that I bought myself a round trip to New York because that's the closest airport to where I needed to be. Stayed in a hostel for one night, a hostel, not a hotel, not a Airbnb. I stayed in a hostel for one night and yep, shared showers and everything, but it was one night. So it wasn't that bad, but I wanted this. I wanted this so bad. And I was like, if this is for me, I'm gonna get it. And I went into the interview and they actually hired me on the spot. And I graduated and drove back to Connecticut to start my life in production and TV. And it was wild. Literally anything that you could think of when it came to this show, it happened. And yes, everything is real or was real because the show is over now. But it was my first taste of that fast-paced production, telling other people's stories, putting out fires, just really living on my own and being challenged in a way that is unexplainable. I mean, the stories that we heard, the hours that I worked were unimaginable, but I really loved being part of the fabric of conflict TV. I mean, it's Maury. You are the father. Like how many people get to say that? And my name is in the credits. Maybe I'll do a post about that in the upcoming weeks. But I started there and within three years of working there, I had had a a great taste (laughs) of DNA tests and paternity tests. And I guess that's the same thing. So paternity tests and lie detectors. I was tested out. You understand? And while I was working at the Maury show, I actually did have a second job. I've always had multiple jobs ever since I was 14. I've worked. 
my first job was working at a pizza place. But while I was working for the Mori show, I also was working for a marketing company and I was doing beer, wine, and spirit tastings on the weekends or after show days, meaning I would be the girl in the grocery store saying, hey, do you want to try this wine? Or hey, do you want to try this pale ale, right? Like I was that girl because I was saving money. I loved working. I loved generational wealth, making money, right? And when I decided to leave the Mori show, the marketing company I was working for offered me a full-time position and it would be from home. It would be a remote position. This was before remote work was a thing. It was perfect timing for me because I was really feeling this gut urge and this gut feeling to pursue being in front of the camera and creating my own content full time. And so when that opportunity was provided for me, I said, yes. I said, okay, I'll take it. I'll do it. And I ended up working for this marketing company, not being a sales model anymore, but I was managing all of the sales models for Anheuser-Busch and Jim Beam for this particular promotional company for the state of New York and New Jersey. And I finally decided it was time for me to live my dream and I moved to New York City. And that was in 20, I think it was 2013. So I was working full-time, but from home, managing sales models, being the liaison from client to the big head honchos. And I was also in the midst of going to auditions and studying lines and going to acting classes and auditioning for shows like Power and Master of None. I auditioned for Sistas. I booked so many commercials. I shot for Famous Footwear, Dark and Lovely. It was so much fun in addition to still having a full-time job. And it was a lot, but I was still being creative. I was still creating content and I was getting a taste of what that marketing life was like and how to actually sell and how to build a business. And my boss at that time, she was the head honcho. She ran the business and I had my first taste of entrepreneurship and what it looks like to run a company and to be a woman and run a company, a successful company at that. And I think that's probably when the bug got planted. Seeing my boss run her business, seeing her work a room, seeing her secure clients, seeing the business running, I was like, this is really cool. But I don't think it crystallized at that time. I was really focused on being Issa Rae. I was really focused on getting booked. I was still, like I said, auditioning. I even started casting shows. A friend of mine who had put me on tape years ago ended up hiring me for a few casting gigs. So I was casting shows like Flea Market Flip. I was casting shows on OWN. And I got to a point where I felt like I was being brought in for the same roles over and over and over again. I was being typecasted as the side chick or the other woman or the angry black woman. I wasn't getting called in for roles that lit me up, roles that I wasn't sexual or that I wasn't hysterically crying or it was just like this deep story. I I just didn't want any part of that. And maybe I'm not a true thespian because I think about like true actors like Viola Davis or Carrie Washington where you just go deep and I've never I can honestly say that I've never been that type of an actor, that thespian. Um, Lupita, like, mm -mm, they all got it. I'm gonna leave it to them. But I knew that I still wanted to create. And so I remember meeting up with a friend that I used to work with at the Maury show. And we were like, let's create our own thing. 
Like, let's create something funny. Let's create something fun. Let's create something different. And we put our heads together and the little money that we had put together. And we created a web series together. It's still on YouTube today. It's called Too Grown, T-W-O-G-R-O-W-N. Like, girl, you too grown for this. We created a comedic web series together. It was short form content. We put it on YouTube. We made it funny. Well, we were funny. We are funny. I am funny, all the things. And we hired our friends. We were like, can you help us? Let's tell this story. And it was about two actors, girls, roommates living in New York City who were chasing their dreams of being actors and what it was like and how you just can't make it up when it comes to living in New York. And we basically played heightened versions of ourselves. And we had so much fun fun and we got so much great feedback about the show. We were entering it in film festivals. We went to web festivals for it. We got a couple of awards. And I remember thinking about just people that I knew in the industry and I ended up taking it to a friend and saying, you know, hey, what do you think about this? And he was like, this is fire, but it's not aligned with our content slate, but I'll keep you in mind for future things or people that I know. And would you have it a few months later, that friend ended up leaving that particular network and started working at BET. And he gave me a call and he was like, hey, you still have that web series. You still have two grown. I'd love to show it to some execs here. And I was like, huh? What? He was like, yeah, I'm here. Do you know where I'm at now? I was like, no, what? You didn't tell me. And the week after we were called in for a meeting and it wasn't long after that, they picked up our season two. They funded our season two. We were able to bring back our same friends and pay our friends for season two. And again, that show is still up on YouTube, but it made me realize that you can't wait for someone else to build unapologetically for you. You have to do it yourself. And it was that moment where we went first, right? We did the things that we needed to then get picked up, to have budget, to be on a national network, right? We went first. We tried the thing first. We were vulnerable first. And that really led to the success of our web series. It was from there in in 2019 when this all happened, where I thought that my path was going to be developing shows. And I spent the time starting to develop shows. This was right before the pandemic hit. I started developing a show with a friend that was a coming of age story for a, a young black girl in Catholic school. And it was a scripted series. And I was working on another unscripted series. I had a lot of things that I was trying to push and sell. And then COVID hit. COVID hit for all of us. It was a time where we were forced to sit down. It was a time where we were forced to reflect. And it was also a time where I found myself collecting unemployment, y'all. Like I had been working since I was 14 and I was sitting still and I really didn't know what to do, but I knew that that wasn't it, that my purpose was not on pause, right? That God had made me for something, something. And I had to figure out what that was. And that's when my business was birthed. That's when Virgin Media became a thing. That's when I decided to name my business after my grandmother and start to build unapologetically. I didn't know where he was calling me to and I'm still being led, right? But I trusted enough to take that first step. And that first step was to start, right? That first step was to LLC. That first step was to find a business coach. That first step was to just start doing things 
things messy. I was making graphics on Canva for restaurants that were open in Harlem, hoping that someone would hire me. I was doing the work and I was building and I was doing it messy. And so that's where this all started. That's where this was birthed. And I think a part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is to share more of that real, that raw, that vulnerable time period leading up to now and the lessons that I've been learning over the years from starting from absolute nothing, right? And putting my business coach a $2,500 payment on a personal credit card, believing that this was going to work out to then hitting my first six figures after nine months of being in my business and really just trusting that what on my heart and what I've been told will come to pass if I keep building. So I really want this to be a journey together. I really want you to let me know what you want to learn from me, what you want to learn about content and social media, about just entrepreneurship in general. There's so much more to this story that I can't wait to share and unfold for you. Part of my journey is growing a business and growing going through grief and I'm going to share parts of that as well. But I think the bottom line is we have to keep building. If we've been called to something, then we have to keep building no matter what it looks like and have faith that if he called you to it, he will see you through it. So I'm really excited to have you on this journey with me. You can expect these episodes to be 30 minutes or less. I really want them to be bursts of inspiration. I want them to be bursts of just service to you. I want them to be just episodes where you laugh, where you see yourself in me, where you maybe need that sign to keep going. And I want to build with you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to a little bit of my story and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Building Unapologetically. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review or rating on Spotify or iTunes. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us reach more listeners who are on their journey to building unapologetically.